You've been listening to amazing music here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up next, JM Sunday with Matis Weingast here at NahumSiegel.com.
Good morning, everyone, and welcome to JM Sunday, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast. Today is the uh, 21st day in the month of February. It's 2-21-21, <laughs> 9th day in the month of Adar 5781. We're glad you could join us. Thank you so much. Hope you had a wonderful Shabbos and a wonderful week, and we're here with you. To start off for this day. If you're studying Dafyomi, it's Pesachim, Sadi Base 92. And this coming Thursday night, we celebrate the holiday of Purim. And uh, that is very exciting. We uh, we begin that celebration on uh, on Thursday night here outside of the walled cities. It is 22 degrees outside right now, outside of our studios in uh, central northern Jersey. 35 degrees is the expected high, sunny, a veritable heat wave (laughs) going down to 28 degrees. We had enough snow last week and the last two weeks to last for a while. In Jerusalem, it's 55 degrees and partly cloudy going down to a low of 39 degrees. Rabbi Goldwasser will be joining us at 7.30 with Morning Chizuk, half an hour from now, and uh, we will hear his words of wisdom. Coming up at around 8.15 this morning, I'll be joined by by the husband of, unfortunately, murder victim Esther Horgan, who was killed a number of weeks ago by a uh, terrorist in Israel. Benjamin Horgan will be joining us to talk about the Megillas Esther, which has just been published in time for Purim in uh, in memory of Esther Horgan, his wife. So we'll talk about the uh, beautiful Haggadah that was that was just published. Uh, excuse me, a beautiful uh, Megillas Esther. I'm thinking Pesach already. The beautiful Megillas Esther that was published. Uh, and uh, and we'll discuss we'll discuss that uh, tragic affair. That will be around eight fifteen, about an hour and a quarter from now. Until then, uh, we have comedy segments and we have music, and we're going to uh, to start right away with Avrami Flam with a selection of Al Hanisim. Thanks again for joining us, everyone. We are JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. (laughs) 
Ha 
Kidnapping. What's this? <laughs> Through the window, a rock with a note on it. Here, let me see what it says. It says, Dear Mr. Shapiro, Unless you deposit $10,000 in small bills in a paper bag under the old hollow tree in a vacant lot on the corner at midnight tomorrow, we will kidnap your wife. Sincerely yours, your kidnappers. Boy, some tough cookies. I better write them an old back immediately. Let me see. Pencil, paper. Dear kidnappers, your rack of this date received. I am writing to tell you. I do not have $10,000, but please keep in touch. <laughs> Your proposition interests me.
bank robbery. Okay, Sally, let's go over the plans. You're going to the bank, and you'll tell them, stick them up. Should I take out the guns first? Should I take out the guns first? Dummy! Certainly you take out the guns first. No, not here in the street. When you get to the bank, you take out the guns and you say, stick them up. Stick them up. Now, I got it. I got it. When you got all of them stuck up, you'll take out the shopping bag from Corvettes. You'll give it to the teller and tell him to fill it up, please. You'll take the bag of money. You'll tell everybody that's stuck up that they shouldn't move for five minutes because you've got the place surrounded by me. You'll back out of the door. I'll be waiting for you in the car. That's it. And believe me, you got the easy job and I got the dangerous job. You got the dangerous job? I'm going in there alone with two guns against six guards and all those people, and I'm going to tell them to stick them up and fill it up and back out of the bank while you're sitting in the car, and you got the dangerous job? Certainly I got the dangerous job. I can drive. <laughs> timeless, uh, timeless comedy segments that are played on the uh, network during this time of year before Purim. That was the great bank robbery. Before that, we heard a selection from uh, Ari Bauman from Purim Fever 2. We'll hear more from him uh, in the next half hour. And uh, we also heard uh, from Flam a couple of selections from him as we started at the show today with Modani by Regesh. It's coming up on uh, 7.32. We're a drop late for Rabbi Goldwasser, but uh, he is going to be joining us in just a few seconds and uh we will uh hear what is um what is going on with his wonderful words uh and then uh, I'm not sure about the news from Israel. we're checking in with uh Hannah Julian we shall see around uh, 8:15 this morning we're going to be joined by um Benjamin Horgan and Rabbi Tully White uh the uh, new Israel Bible Megillas Esther was just published uh, a bit bittersweet, as we'll discuss. It's an, a beautiful edition of the uh, Megillus Esther uh, in uh, memory of Esther Horgan, Benjamin's wife, who was murdered a number of weeks back by a uh, terrorist in Israel. And uh, the uh, Megillah was edited by Rabbi Tully Weitz. So we will discuss and present that uh, Megillus Esther just in time for Purim. We'll let you know how you can get it and... Um, and we'll talk about it and about Esther's life. That's coming up around 8.15 this morning. Right now at each time, Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Lezecha Nishmas Harvzev, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Lezecha Nishmas Esther Bas, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. This week, we read Parsha Zachar. In it, we read, Timche Zechra Malek, you shall wipe out any memory of Amalek, Mitachas Hashemayim, Loitishkach, from under the heavens, you shall not forget. The question is asked by the Divra Yanai, why does it say Mitachas Hashemayim? 
from under the heavens. Is it possible to wipe out Amalek's name from on top of the heavens? The answer can be explained with a fascinating piece of Talmud in Mesech the Shabbos. It quotes the Pasuk in Koheles. What profit does a man have for all the labor that he toils beneath the sun? The Divrayanai comments that underneath the sun there is no profit. However, before the sun there is. Rashi explains, what does it mean before the sun? That is, if a person will be Amol, they will toil in Torah, which preceded even the creation of the sun, then there is profit. We can see then that the Torah is called Me'al HaShemesh, on top of the sun. This Pasuk tells us we have to remember to blot out the remembrance of Amalek. One could think that where he finds it, he should blot it out, including if he finds it in the Torah itself. Because of this, it says, Timche Zecher Amalek Mitachas HaShomayim, that the name of Amalek should be blotted out from underneath the heavens and not from the Torah itself. A great Jew, Reb Wolf Friedman, was taken to Mathausen, the terrible concentration camp that was responsible for the horrifying deaths of so many of Achenu B'nai Yisrael. He had been able to smuggle in a tiny Megillah, a kosher Megillah for Purim. However, when he came in, the order was given that he would be put in the sick group. In other words, those that would be left to die on their own. He had no choice. He gave the Megillah to a close friend, Reb Tzvi Yosef. Reb Tzvi Yosef said to him, Wolf, try to hang on. You can see that in a few days we're going to get out of here. Please, in the schus of this Megillah that you're giving to me, you should be able to live and see freedom. With Hashem's help, he hung on. And Reb Zevol Friedman lived, was liberated, and with the grace of Hashem, went on to build a family. Zechor al Always remember, never forget. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Big 
Secret Agent James Bonstein. This is Tel Aviv, 
In the dead of night, through the dark side streets, speeds a man with a mission. Israeli secret agent James Bonstein. Known to those in the Bureau only as Agent 00995. <laughs> which signifies that Bonstein has a license to kill wholesale. <laughs> Bonstein is fighting time as his foot urges speed out of his slick, powerful hupmobile. He whips around a corner and screeches to a sharp stop right in front of the Israeli Secret Service headquarters, the secret organization known throughout the world only by the initials O-Y-V-A-Y, oy vey. <laughs> the location of the Secret Service headquarters is known only to a few men. In the back of this building, the international communication system and as a clever front, the only entrance to the Secret Service headquarters, a candy store. Bonstein enters. To the shrewd and calculating agent behind the counter, he gives the password. Give me an egg cream, please. There is no answer. I said, give me an egg cream, please. The agent looks at Bonstein with cold hatred as he speaks. Four o'clock in the morning, I should make you an egg cream. No! It's the password, you dumbbell. I'm a dumbbell, huh? Give me an egg cream, please, was last week's password. We had to change it this week. Change it? Why? We ran out of chocolate. Anyway, this week we got a nicer one. What is it? Two cents plain is ten cents now. Okay. Okay. So open the secret door for me. I'm making him an egg cream, and now he wants me to open the secret door for him. Open it yourself. Just press there where it says secret button. Bonstein moves quickly to the secret button. He presses it. A panel of Milky Ways slides to the left. Bonstein enters the office of his superior, the commander-in-chief of the Israeli secret service known as Gimel. He speaks. Now, ah, Bonstein. I've got the report you wanted. Wait, wait. Before you report, let me call in my chief. Mama! <laughs> Bonstein's here! Are you, Bonstein? I've come to give my report. Report, schmapok, look how you look. <laughs> you look terrible. I see already you come down with a coat, and I better make you something. How will it look for the organization if people see you and say, Look at him, he is the spy who came in with a coat. <laughs> I'll make a little chicken soup, I'll be right back. Bonstein, there's an emergency in New York. Our entire organization is being threatened by the new secret underground group of killers. You mean? That's right. Schlep. <laughs> and your job, Bonstein, is to wipe out those schleppers. When do I leave, Gimmel? There's a plane in one hour. And I want you back here in 21 days. Why? It's a tourist excursion flight. <laughs> now, when you arrive in New York, go immediately to 322 Avenue B. Contact secret agent Moskowitz. 
Tell him the password. Give me an egg cream, please. I thought you changed it. In New York, they got plenty of chocolate. <laughs> now, when you contact Secret Agent Moskowitz, he will give you the remainder of your assignment. Good luck. Bonstein's plane leaves Tel Aviv on time. Two hours late. He arrives at the air terminal in New York. Getting specific directions from passers-by takes him only three days to get to Avenue B. He enters the building. Now to find my contact, Moskowitz. J-K-L-M. Here it is. Moskowitz. A. Moskowitz. Uh-uh. Look. J. Moskowitz. Oh, I'm in trouble. Two Moskowitzes. One of them is my spy contact, and the other... Who knows? Oh, what shall I do? There's not enough time to call Gimmel. I can't wait until tomorrow, and his mother won't let him accept calls on Saturday. <laughs> I'll have to take a chance. I'll take this one. I'll just press his bell and see what happens. Yes, what is it? What can I do for you? Are you Moskowitz? I am Moskowitz. Give me an egg cream, please. Oh, you on Moskowitz the spy, second floor in the back. <laughs> from, <laughs> from our collection of uh, humorous stories for the month of Adar, secret agent James Bonstein. Before that, another uh, extended selection of Ari Bauman from Purim Fever. And Rabbi Goldwasser started us off with wonderful words. Uh, at the bottom of the half hour. It's approaching 8 o'clock in the morning. First hour of the show about to wrap up, but we will be joined by Hannah Julian with uh, the news from Israel live right here in uh, in just about a moment. Uh, and following the news from Israel, we'll be joined by, I'm told now, we'll be joined by... Uh, both uh, Benjamin Horgan and Rabbi Tully White to talk about the uh, new, excuse me, the new, excuse me, the new uh, Israel Bible Scroll of Esther, Miguel Esther, which has just been published um, bittersweet in honor of uh, Esther Horgan, who in memory of Esther Horgan, uh, who was uh, murdered on December 20th of last year, in Israel by a uh, terrorist, and uh, we will be talking about uh, about that and about her life with her husband and Rabbi Tully Weitz, who uh, edited and uh, compiled the uh, this publication, beautiful publication. So we will talk with him, with them, uh, following the news from Israel. And I believe that uh, you know I was just talking to Hannah Julian before uh before the broad, before she goes on now and I believe we reported on she reported on uh the murder back in December but it certainly uh was something that was um that was felt around the Jewish world it's time for our news from Israel. Hannah Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com, joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian. Good morning, Matis. 
I, I think we did report on it, by the way. Um, and uh, JewishPress.com also reported extensively on it. Yes. Um, it, uh, it shook the world. Absolutely. It shook the world. Absolutely. Israel's back in business again, by the way. <laughs> At least it applies to most of the store owners in the malls and in the shopping centers around the country. Israelis are, pa- are packing the shops and the malls and the markets as they begin to get ready for the upcoming Purim holiday this week. They're also checking out the museums and the libraries to see what they missed while they were held back during the latest lockdown. The malls are also reopening down at the hotel strip at the Dead Sea Tourist Area. And the hotels are gearing up for the return of tourists who have completed the two-shot series of the coronavirus vaccine. Those who have been vaccinated will now be able to receive the green pass from the government. That document enables Israelis to get into activities that are barred to those who are not yet vaccinated. For example, Israelis who have a green pass will be able to return to the gyms and to the swimming pools and to other sports and cultural activities. This document's also being given to people who have recovered from the coronavirus. It's called a cure document. In addition, the domestic Israel Airline has announced a pilot program offering domestic flights from Ben Gurion Airport to the resort city of Elat. That deal also is only available to people who have a green pass. The Israeli government has shut down all beaches along its Mediterranean coast after the worst oil spill in its history. This weekend, the Israeli Defense Forces were deployed to help clean up the massive tar spill that has arrived on the Israeli coast as a result. The disaster was first reported last Thursday. That's when the body of a young whale first washed up on the beach in southern Israel. The black, sticky tar that has resulted from the oil spill has killed dozens of marine animals. At least that's what they're being that's what they're seeing so far. It's not yet clear what caused the spill or where it came from. But Shaul Goldstein, the head of the Israel Nation, uh, Nature and Parks Authority, says it's the worst environmental disaster in a decade. A number of volunteers have already been sent to the hospital after inhaling toxic fumes while trying to clean it up. The public is being asked not to go to the beaches to help clean this thing up at this point because of the danger. The Nature and Parks Authority says cleaning this thing requires the use of protective equipment. Now, on the good news front, Tel Aviv University's first nanosatellite was launched into orbit yesterday from the Nassau Launch Facility in Virginia. uh, Tel Aviv University SAT-1 will conduct several experiments while in orbit, including the measurement of cosmic radiation around the Earth. This is the first nanosatellite to be wholly designed, developed, assembled, and tested at an Israeli university. TauSat-1 caught a ride on a NASA supply spacecraft heading for the International Space Station last night. The Israeli spacecraft is a miniature satellite of the CubeSat variety. 
It weighs less than two and a half kilos. Uh, in American terms, that's about five pounds. It is built to handle the freezing cold of space out there despite its size. So let's see if it's going to be any warmer down here. Taking a quick look at today's weather. <laughs> Partly cloudy skies. Yeah, well, you know, the listen. satellite weighs five pounds, but the rocket that shot well, it into I, space. You know, if you compare like... that to the average baby, could a baby handle winter? <laughs> I guess it depends on the baby. You know, yeah, some of them so. I've seen can handle almost anything. Exactly. But uh, uh, Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, me, I'll take the south. I'm good. <laughs> give, give, give me the south. Give me a swimming pool. I'm happy. Great. Better than being launched into space. Well, yeah. <laughs> Partly cloudy skies for the rest of this afternoon. Temperatures... Temperatures are still below normal. It is cold. It is really cold. The highs in the low 50s today. It is really cold here. <laughs> the lows tonight are in the 40s. But over, but over the weekend and last week, it was it was below freezing. It was it was like around 30 degrees here. It really was cold, and it's going to stay that way for the entire week according to the weather map I saw a few minutes ago. So bundle up, bundle up, and make sure to keep your willies on. Keep the wooling on and stock up on hot chocolate and maybe invest in a special flannel face mask. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Shavuot Tov and a Freilichen Purim to everyone. Stay healthy and stay safe. I'm Hannah Julian for Jam Sunday. Thank you so much, Hannah Julian, and the Freilichen Purim to you, too. Uh, upcoming at the end of this week to you and your family. We'll try to catch you next Sunday right here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. Whoops. Going to uh, the music. Uh, we're going to go to Avrami Flam, a couple of other selections, and then uh, shortly we'll be joined by... Um, by Benjamin Horgan and Rabbi Tully Weitz, uh, talking about the Israel Bible Miguel Esther that was just uh, published in memory of Esther Horgan. Here is Alanisim by Avrami Flam, right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
We believe by Schlockrock right here on JM Sunday. <laughs> I didn't even realize thinking about the song how appropriate the, those words are for uh, for our next guests who uh, who are going to be joining us in just a, a moment. Uh, I just want to say uh, I just want to acknowledge people on the app who uh, have. Uh, have checked in this morning. Good morning to Nachum. Good morning to Irv in sunny Florida. Uh, good morning to listener Yaakov. And uh, good morning to listener Mensch. Uh, he reports that today is a sad day. It's the Leviah of his dear aunt Yehudis Bas Moshe. May her neshama have an aliyah. So we certainly convey those wishes also. Uh, thanks to Hannah Julian for the news from Israel. That appeared at the top of the hour. Uh, at this time, we are joined by two individuals uh, in a, um, I guess, a very bittersweet uh, type of interview and gathering here. Uh, I am joined by Benjamin Horgan and Rabbi Tully Weiss, uh, who um, collaborated on producing a very beautiful. Just in time, of course, for Purim, a Megillas Esther, the Israel Bible scroll of Esther, in memory of uh, Benjamin's wife, Esther, who was brutally murdered just about uh, two months ago in Israel by a terrorist uh, who thankfully was uh, caught. Um, and uh, in in her memory, and, and we'll discuss how this started, this beautiful Megillah has been published. I would like to say good morning to Benjamin Horgan and Rabbi Tully Weiss. Welcome to JM Sunday. Good morning. And good morning, good morning Benjamin. Marcus. Thanks for having us. Good morning, Rabbi Weiss. Uh, it's uh, it's hard to say it's a pleasure because, as I said, it's very bittersweet. But, um, but this is something... We are in the time of, of happiness as much as we can try to be, and to see something like this published uh, in, in memory of Esther Horgan is, uh, is a very wonderful thing that I think will be inspiring for many, many generations to come. And I say that uh, literally because, just to begin, as you may recall, uh, the... Uh, the Megillah that was published back in 1976, I believe it was, by Art Scroll, the first Art Scroll publication, was published within the shloshim of somebody who was uh, tragically killed at that time, and we all know what what became of that, what what that became, that one publication. And I know your publication is through Rabbi Weiss, the uh, Israel Bible. Dot com. We'll talk about that, but so when I say that this is something that can be inspiring for generations to come, I mean that very, very literally. Benjamin will, and thank you, you told me before off the air that I could call you Benjamin. I appreciate that honor. Uh, please tell us as best as, as you can. I know it's difficult. Uh, you know, briefly, what what occurred, uh, where, where the judicial process stands right now, uh, and then what it was that triggered the idea to have this beautiful memorial for your wife? Well, uh, Esther had uh, many uh, talents, and uh, she, uh, during uh, her, well, 
quite short life. She was murdered two months ago, as you said, at the age of 52. Uh, but uh, she uh, achieved quite a lot of, of things during her life. And uh, one of them is in the uh, artist realm, where she was, a, she was a graphic artist and she made a lot of uh, uh, Judaica work around, you know, Ktubot and uh, uh, other, uh, other Judaica artworks. And um, after uh, her mother, we were all in shock. And uh, Rabbi, Weiss, Rabbi Weiss, uh well, he, I didn't know him beforehand, but uh, he was uh, really moved by by, the, by this uh, event. And uh, he actually uh, had uh, um, uh, an initiative to have a fundraiser for the family, and then uh, he came to see me during the Shiva. <clears throat> and we discussed, and uh, we got acquainted. And uh, when uh, he saw our artworks and uh, listened about uh, Esther's activities, uh, he had this wonderful idea to, to go and say, you know what, Let, let's make a Megillah. It's pulling me two months from now. It's a very, very short time to do it, but still, we we, we raced to this challenge, uh, especially him and his team, and uh, this. And I'm very happy to say that we uh, he did it. He did it wonderfully. It's, it's a very, very nice uh, uh, work. And this is one of the many activities that we are doing uh, in her memory. Uh, I also asked and uh, was uh, uh, readily answered and uh, with uh, enthusiasm, I may say, by uh, President Rivlin, President of Israel, and uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu. I asked them to write some introduction for this Megillah, and they were uh, uh, kind enough to do it, although they are quite busy in these days. Uh, and they wrote beautiful letters of introduction, which are also included in it. Along with uh, um, Esther Artworks, I wrote an introduction. Rabbi Weiss uh, wrote a beautiful article and also some words of introduction. And and uh, it's it's a wonderful book, really. It is. Um, and yes, it, it is, absolutely. Yes. There There's a lot in it, and... Uh, Anybody who will see this will immediately realize it's not just the uh, the Megillah and the translation and some commentary. It is, as you said, the letters that were written and uh, your introduction. It's also uh, there's a lot of information about Jewish history and uh, and and holidays and dates and uh, as there's a wealth of information, uh, not just the Megillah to sit and read it uh, on the Purim, uh, which is which is amazing. Yeah, we, it was very important for us to to make it uh, available for poem this year. Although all the, the you know the, the the production teams and everyone uh, told us that uh, it wouldn't be possible, and let's make it for next year. But no, no, the, the, everyone got got on board, and uh, and uh, we did it. And actually, it's included also inside our, some uh, a very moving uh, piece, an article that Esther herself wrote because she had another talent. She was. Uh, also a therapist, uh, and uh, she worked according to a uh, Jewish psychology and uh, uh, Hasidic approach, and she helped a lot of people in her practice as a therapist. And uh, in 2015, she wrote this article while she was really moved by, by a terrorist attack, and she wrote this piece of how she felt we should react to terrorist attacks. And uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, uh, her words are... <laughs> got a completely different signification after after her murder. Um, 
but we got a lot of strength from it, and uh, I think it was a wonderful idea to include it in the Megillah. And obviously, there are also um, uh, echoes from the Megillah itself. Well, actually, the two stories are quite, let's say, there, there are a lot of points of similarities, but the most uh, poignant and the, the, the most uh, powerful is that these verses that we also wrote on the Matseva, um in uh, chapter 2 of the Megillah, is, there are two consecutive verses. One says that Esther, she, she was found, um, uh, let's say, uh, uh, beautiful, and uh, she, found, uh, she found grace in the eye of all who saw her. And after the murder, there were a lot of publications, a lot of uh, news articles uh, with, uh, with photos of her, and everyone was moved by, by her beauty, which was really inside and out. And uh, no one remained, you know, silent. And uh, when, when they saw, when they saw her, just her picture. But the next verse says that Esther was taken to the, to the house of the king in the months of Tevet, mm-hmm. and Esther was killed in, in Tevet in the fifth of Tevet. So this is really I, I, when I'm reading these verses. Every time I read them, I, I'm getting really moved. She, she was taken to the house of the king, although it was in a brutal way. But King Esther, Queen Esther, was also taken in a very brutal and uh, savage way, in her own way. So there are a lot of similarities between those, and we hope that this will also bring some kind of uh, salvation to the to the people of Israel. Right, absolutely, it, and it's uh, it's it's no coincidence that the holiday of Purim is one about coincidences. And we all know from studying the, the story of, uh, of Esther that, um, that the holiday is about coincidence. Everything we read in there, in the Megillah, is, is a coincidental happening. And there's a lot written about that. So um, it is, uh, again, it's a bittersweet uh, understanding that uh, her name, your wife's name, is Esther. And it's around this time, and like you said in the 5th of Tevet, that all this comes together, and again, we see what happened from the story of Esther that um, that tremendously increased and, and helped the entire nation of, of Jews at that time to, to exist and to live. Um, I'd like to turn to Rabbi Weiss for a second. Rabbi Weiss, uh, Mr. Horgan, Benjamin talked about getting this um, Megillah published and done very, very quickly, and... Uh, Getting all the forces together, what did it uh, take from the time that you came into the uh, the family to pay a shiva call uh, until this came to fruition? What was that like? <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Marcus. Um, it was it was a lot of work, but it was it was possible because we already had you know the Israel Bible, which is a Tanakh with a, a commentary all about. Eretz Yisrael, and uh, we had already, you know, the Megillah um, and our commentary, but we expanded on it significantly and tried to connect it with uh, what happened to Esther. So um, our team was just so, our whole staff was just very moved. The whole nation of Israel, the whole state of Israel, and, and your listeners all over the world, I think, were moved by what happened to Esther. And so... 
we just knew that this was something that we needed to do right away, really so that her her let her her life would would have would live on, so that her death would not be in vain. We were just very committed to um, pushing ourselves for this Purim, and uh, you know, Baruch Hashem, it uh, it all worked out. Um, and we're getting orders from all over the world, really, which is so which is so nice. Jews, non-Jews are ordering the Megillah, and uh, you know re- the message of Esther, Queen Esther, Esther Malka, who stands up for the people of Israel and uh, puts her own life at risk in order to defend her nation, is very much happening today in Israel. And uh, and you know here's a family. Both Esther and uh, Benjamin made Aliyah from France, and uh, were very, you know, moved to be a part of the Jewish future by living here in Israel. And uh, in the community where they live, Tam and Hashem, the Shamron, is very, very, very beautiful community that um, really represents the return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel in a time where the times of the Megillah. They could have come back to Israel, and they were living in Persia, and uh, so much of the Megillah story, so much of our commentary is about, you know, that relationship between the Jews in exile in Persia and the relationship with Israel. And so I think that the story, and through our commentary, we try to make it more relevant than ever before. And, uh, and you know, the, the story of Esther's murder, I think, just struck very, very close to home for all of us, and so it's just a, a real honor to be able to allow more people all over the world the opportunity to get to know Esther and to be able to carry on in her footsteps and keep her, her memory alive. Right, absolutely, and and it's a beautiful work. Uh, I'm joined by uh, Mr. Benjamin Horgan and Rabbi Tully Weiss uh, discussing the Megillas Esther, the uh, Israel Bible Scroll of Esther that was just published in memory of Esther Horgan, Benjamin's wife, who was murdered uh, on December 20th, I believe, in the English calendar, or the 5th of Tevet, 5781, just a few months ago. Uh, Benjamin, if I read correctly uh, in, in what was written, you had asked uh, that the government not necessarily take any retaliatory actions or or certain type of actions i'm not here to get into politics or anything like that but the important part is you said you you stressed to do something positive and have some type of positive outlook um in, in that uh it must be a very difficult thing to do but um but you you've you've shown that and and you seem very I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's difficult to do this. Very positive in in the future outlook. How how do you how do you get through that? Um, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I I hear you very well. The uh, no. What I what can you are you able to hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. What, fine. What I was sorry. saying is that. Um, is that you had, you had mentioned, I don't know if I read it, where I read it, that you asked the government yeah. about not doing retaliatory action per se. Um, but again, I'm not here <laughs> to go through politics. But in terms of your positive outlook, how do you get through that? Well, you, you know, when we, 
we are trying to 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 find ways to uh, to uh, to um, to have essence memory in in many different many different things, and uh, so a few of them are to have hardware published and our, our, our books published, and and also we are building a park in our in our in memory on the very spot where she was murdered. Uh, and we, we really want to have this uh, piece of land being uh, enjoyable for all. Uh, and uh, actually, the, the, the Megillah that uh, Rabbi Weiss is publishing, he, he, he did not mention it, but this is a pure, you know, uh, altruist uh, action because all the benefits are going to the benefit of the park. And apart from the, all these things, there are also other issues that were, let's say, raised during the uh, during these these events, I was made aware uh, to a few things regarding the 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 the, the, the support to the, of terrorism by the Palestinian Authority and uh, and uh, indirectly financed by European monies and funds and everything. So I'm also trying to do some things on this on this aspect. So a lot of a lot of activities for me for my kids. We have six children. Uh, most of them are grown-ups. Uh, and uh, in the entire family is trying to do as much as possible positive things in the memory of Esther. So uh, this is I, we we got all our strength from her. Yeah, if I could add, you know, if I could add that you know what Benjamin told me about Esther was, uh, and he pointed me to her poem, her article that she wrote about terrorism, and she wrote the following: she wrote terrorism. Terrorism is the result of a fanatical idea taken to the extreme, an idea of devotion to, to God turned inside out like a glove into hatred and violence. Mm. But if terrorism imposes its hatred and violence on humanity, let us respond with love and gentleness. That was Esther's own words about the appropriate, the proper response to terrorism, to take hatred and violence and respond with love and gentleness and I think that, you know, really moved me, and uh, I think it is, you know, the fact that, you know, now, in many ways, so many, unfortunately, of our Jewish heroes and heroines, we only learn about after their death through their writings, and, um, you know, if you think about Hannah Senesh or Anne Frank, these are people who, who gave their life to the Jewish people, but through their writings, their message lived on. And in that way, Esther Horgan's message of hope and optimism and beauty and creating beauty and love and gentleness, I think, will live on through through her family, through the park that uh, they're building in her memory and through the Megillah Esther is just a way to keep her memory alive and to keep her, her values alive. Uh, absolutely. And her words were almost premonitional in terms of... Uh what would happen and how how everyone should move on after after what happened um, to her. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, and I think the, the best way, Rabbi, you said to obtain this, especially in time for Purim this year, is uh, the IsraelBible.com uh, slash Esther. Is that correct? That is correct. Right. And uh, you could get the PDF right away, and we'll mail you a copy Hopefully, depending on where you live, we'll be able to get it before program. Right, and I would really suggest to all our listeners that you you get this, get the PDF if you can't get it 
the hard copy in time, but get it. Don't wait. So even if even if you're not going to get the hard copy till after Purim, don't wait. This is important. Get it now because it shows support. It's always good to to study uh, all the writings that we have. So even after Purim, um, and uh, it is something important to get to show support right now. As um, as Mr. Horgan said, the the uh, proceeds from the publication will go towards the building of the uh, memorial uh, forest and park uh, where Esther was uh, unfortunately murdered by the terrorist, and um, it is something to to have you know for the future and for everybody to um, to remember her and to think about what happened uh, and uh, maybe to get some things changed. Rabbi, I know that. Uh, and we're focusing on this uh, particular work, but uh, the Israel Bible, Israel, uh, the Israel Bible has become a very, uh, very well-known, uh, uh, I say, piece of work, but you know, a very uh, important publication. Uh, and in your work, you, I, I, from what I've seen, work with and hear from a lot of Jewish people and non-Jewish people around the world. Uh, I'm particularly interested. I just want to ask you for a moment how that comes together and uh, what you see and, and hear from people who um, may not know about our faith. Well, they might not know too much about our faith, but they do love the Bible. Many people, many non-Jews love Israel. And so the Israel Bible is meant to try to explain the basis of where that love should come from. And uh, just sort of like the first Rashi in the Chumash says that God gave, created the world, gave it to the land of Israel, the land of Israel to the people of Israel, and uh, that's a message that, for the very first time in history, really resonates with not hundreds, not thousands, millions, tens of millions of non-Jews around the world today really believe that God gave Israel to the Jewish people, and that's the purpose of the Israel Bible, is to educate them. And um, and thank God we're you know we're really having a big impact. With uh, with a lot of readers and a lot of people who are who are interested in this important perspective. Right, absolutely. Well, I, I want to thank you, gentlemen, for joining me this morning. Um, any any final words, uh, Benjamin, that you want to convey to our listening audience? Well, I hope that uh, everyone will uh, find uh, uh, joy and peace in the in the, when they seeing uh, the the artworks of Esther on the Megillah, and maybe uh, understand new depths and get new signification into this text that we are reading every year, and uh, which uh, looks like a nice story, but actually is very deep and has repercussions until today. And uh, I myself. Uh, read uh, these words now with a completely new perspective, and uh, the, the, this, uh, the, the, the way it is presented in the in the Israel Bible uh, scroll of Esther makes it uh, even uh, more significant for me, and I believe for all of Israel. Absolutely, um, I do want to and take. Just... Oh, yes, I'm sorry, Rabbi. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> I, if, what were you going to say? No, no, no. I was going to say something to finish up. Please, you. Go ahead. Oh, I, if, it, if it's not inappropriate, if I have one final remark to of say, of with all due respect to the topic we're speaking about, however, one of your listeners is, an, is my mother-in-law. She's an avid fan 
of JM in the AM. <laughs> nice. Today is her special birthday. Wow. So I wanted just to wish a happy birthday to my mother-in-law, Rhonda Weiss of Miami Beach, uh, a happy birthday today. Absolutely. Very, very nice. And uh, we wish her many years of health and uh, absolutely thank you, Rabbi. Uh, I wanted to thank for a second Stuart Schnee, who uh, put um, us together. He's a uh, publicist in Israel who uh, has uh, brought us many people who have uh, we've interviewed over the years, and I want to thank him, as I always do. He can be reached at stuartschnee.com, S-T-U-A-R-T-S-C-H-N-E-E.com. We appreciate his uh, his publicity and calling attention to very important uh, matters. Uh, Mr. Horgan, Benjamin, I, I want to end up by again thanking you and Rabbi Weiss for joining us this morning, this difficult time, but as I said in the beginning, a bittersweet time. Uh, you, you talked about Esther and you told us about her. She gave her life for the land and people of Israel. Uh, and uh, to you and your family, we, we wish you condolences. And uh, at the same time, we we wish that you will see uh, tremendous um, positivity coming f- from the publication of the Megillah and the park and everything else that that you're doing. And uh, we hope, you know, again to you and your family, a thank you. Thank continued you. life. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your wishes and your support. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank, thank you, you again, Rabbi. We're going to say goodbye to you. Wish you a as best as possible. It's Adar. I wish you a, a you know a happy Purim and uh, upcoming. Uh, Pesach, and, um, and we we hope to hear more soon, and look forward to reading the Megillah that was published this coming week. Thank you again. Thank you, and Maine. It is uh, me, it is eight forty in the morning here on JM Sunday. My thanks again to uh, Benjamin. Excuse me, uh, <laughs> sorry, Benjamin Horgan and uh, Rabbi Tully Weiss talking about uh, Esther Horgan and uh, the beautiful um, McGillis Esther that was published in Time for Purim this coming week. We're going to go back to the music, another Schlockrock selection right here on JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Learned for many years Went through all the motions Really didn't care Didn't want to be sitting there And learn about his people That someday he'd regret it He didn't want to know Gail became bat mitzvah Loved it at the start Then she went to high school Someday she'd regret it Them all drift 
This week, we read Parsha Zachar. like these it's hard to see past the insanity in a reality so uncertain and unknown life as we knew it forever changed and there's no peace of mind to be found who can even make sense of tomorrow when our dreams keep crashing to the ground And yet, as we rise to greet another day And the sun is still bright in the sky Always a reason to hope for better times Though it seems like the answer's worlds away Got enough, just enough to keep us going, holding on to unbroken simple faith. Cause the heat never breaks, and the heat never bends, and the heat never gives up in the night. Crowds dispersed on the streets that were once filled with life. But a brilliant light emerged from deep inside our hearts. The shuls were shuttered, and still 
But our prayers ring through our home Instead of looking out for inspiration We dug deep and found strengths we'd never known And one more time We will rise to greet another day We're every moment more precious than ever And life's sweetest little joys They are the treasure Cause when it feels Like the answer's worlds away We've got enough More than enough to keep us going We're holding on to unbroken simple faith Cause the heat never breaks And the heat never bends And the heat never gives up in the night Oh, heat perseveres through the deepest despairs His emuda strengthens him for the fight And the heat understands that Hashem has a plan And that's all it is up in the night it perseveres through the deepest despairs his emuna strengthens him for the fight and it understands that Hashem has a plan and that's all it takes to make it through is that he loves him that's what I Final discussion. Mama, I haven't got much time left. And before I go, I want to tell you that after I'm gone, you should give the store to our son, Jack. But, Papa, you know Jack. He always wanted to make changes. He'll run it down. Better you should give it to Joey. Okay, Mama. But the house in the country should go to our daughter, Ethel. Papa, what does Ethel need that big house? They have no children. She'll never use it. Better you should give it to Doris. Okay, Mama. But the new car I would like for our Freddy to have. Freddy? But, Papa, you know how crazy Freddy is with his reckless driving. And with the girls. Better you should give the car to Jack. <sighs> Mama, who's dying, you or me? <laughs> Thank you.
Today's program with Ari Bauman, Purim Dance from Purim Fever, right here on JM Sunday. My thanks again to Benjamin Horgan on the, joining us this morning to talk about the beautiful Megillus Esther that was published by the, um, by the Israel Bible uh, in memory of his wife Esther Hogan and by Rabbi Tully Weiss from Israel Bible who, uh, who edited this and spoke about the, the wonderful work. Uh, you can go to theisraelbible.com slash Esther, E-S-T-H-E-R, theisraelbible.com slash Esther to order your copy. Uh, hopefully, at least in uh, Israel, in time for Purim, but you can get the PDF anywhere around the world. So make sure you do that today and have it set up. Great programming continues all day long here in the network. Nachum will be back tomorrow morning, bright and early at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, wherever it is where you are, and uh, followed by the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. I have it on good authority. The mayor will be discussing, among other things, um, Rush Limbaugh and uh, his life and legacy and his trip to Israel and his connection to the state of Israel. Um... Next Sunday, actually, I am scheduled to interview Chaya Passau, who wrote Letters from Planet Corona. It'll be interesting. Have a great week, everyone. Great, happy Freilich and Purim. Great Shabbos. And we'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network.
You've been listening to Matis Weingast and JM Sunday on NahumSiegel.com right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.